Motivation has nothing to do with being lazy or not. It's about being clear about what you want and mastering the path to getting it. Hi, hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This podcast is for everyone who's interested in psychology and who wants to develop the most useful people and life skills for yourself and for the people around you. What if you have a bunch of bad habits, but you like them? Are they still bad? This is along the lines of thought that most of us have about our habits unconsciously. We like to do things the same way. We like to have ways of doing things. And whether or not they are useful, they are part of us. We like them. They make up who we are. They have this compound effect on our life experience, our rituals, and ultimately our identity. There is a reason why I put the line at the end of almost every episode about how habit is formed and what it means to us, how it can change our lives and empower us, because it is that important. We are our habits, and knowing what habits are for us, being able to break them down, see them, and work with them, can have the most profound effect that you can make over time on your life. Now let's take a look at the way we do things and how we form habits. There are two things to keep in mind about habits. When we want to achieve something, we have a goal and then we have the process. We have the goal is simply what we want to achieve. A goal is a signpost. It's what shows us the way. It's what we ultimately want. Then the path is how we actually do it. It's the system that we have made, that we have put in place to get from point A to point B in the time given. And the process is the vehicle that can get us to our goals. It's not the goal alone that can do it. This is why New Year's resolutions almost never work. It's big on the goal. It's not nearly as big on the procedure. You've probably heard of the book The Secret about visualizing your goal, about making it come true. I haven't read the book, but from what I know about it, it's really good at at the goals part. It's not nearly as efficient in getting you the result. Because achieving something is not just visualizing. It's not just clarifying in itself. That in itself is important, for sure. But it's not all the way. Then, when you know what you want, when you've clarified what you need to achieve, you need to create a system that will support you all the way 
to getting what you want. And this is where most of us fail. This is where, at the beginning of the year, you might buy yourself a gym membership, then go to the gym four times the first week, three times the next, and then be so beaten up, you give up completely because you haven't planned to actually achieve the result that you want. And the result is best built gradually, especially when we are starting something new. Knowing the things that we need to know to have the path build upon itself and to create the momentum that we all need to really achieve. Now, when it comes to building habits, one of the first things to do is to become clear first on what our habits are, because we all have a lot of them, and for the most part, we're barely aware of what they are. There are great benefits to taking the time of going through your day and listing all the habits, all the things that you do on a regular basis and seeing what they are and how they work for you. See how they are triggered, what causes you to do a certain action. Then take a look at the net result. Is the result positive or is it negative? Is it neutral? The neutral ones you may not want to change in the long run if this is something you like to do that helps you in some way, maybe just to unwind. So we have the goals and we have the path to achieving them. There is another very important aspect to achieving goals and making habits and this is the idea of who you think you are. For example, if you're trying to lose weight and eat more healthy, there is a big difference. For example, when somebody offers you something sweet, in your responding, now I'm trying to cut down on sugar, or I don't eat sweets. Because one of them focuses on the negative, and then tries to prevent it. You're focused on sweets, on wanting to eat sweets, and then trying to cut back, which eats away at a lot of your willpower. And changing a habit by using your willpower alone is really difficult over the long term. Whereas if you set up the system so that the trigger doesn't arise, or it doesn't arise as much, or in the same shape, in the same form you're used to it, your path will be much easier. So changing your self-identity to somebody who does or does not want to do that thing makes a real difference. Changing your environment. A lot of habits are linked to specific places. Quite often you do the things that you do at specific times, in specific places, with specific people. So this is why it's much easier to do new things in new places, because they are not burdened 
by your past experience. But of course, traveling a lot in itself would not be the answer. You can't change habits just by being constantly on the move, or typically this would not happen. Although even then, you can make a new habit and link it to the time or to an activity that you do. For example, you wake up and you do your morning meditation anywhere you are. After that, you have a good breakfast. Or you come back from work and you put on your tracksuit. And you don't even have to go out and do the exercise. That does not need to be in the agreement that you make with yourself. Just the action in itself will make you want to do it most of the time. So mastering the system, creating the process is really the key, not just having the goal. Then a lot of people, a lot of people focus on self-awareness. And as I said before, this is one of the least efficient ways to try to change a habit because you have to constantly be on the lookout and always fight the associations and the triggers. It is way easier to change the links between things that will lead you to results and the triggers. Actually changing the triggers is the easiest thing you can do. For example, a lot of people, when they buy food, what they will do is they will have the beer or the potato chips or the sweets right within reach and maybe it's in your cupboard or drawer and it's the first thing you see when you open it you're setting yourself up when you do that so what you want to do is put these things at the very back so that you don't see it you don't get triggered unconsciously you have to actually remember and go through things to get to it. And when you make this simple change, you'll probably be amazed what kind of a difference this makes. For me, I like to buy sweets. And I know that if I buy a bunch of chocolates, I will eat it that day. And there's hardly anything that can prevent me from doing it. So that I only allow myself to buy one piece of candy when I buy my groceries. But even if I bought more, what I have to do is hide it, hide it from plain sight. The things that are good for you in general should be in plain sight. The things that you like to indulge in too much should be hidden away. As a general principle, use it especially for eating habits, this is the easiest and most efficient thing you can do. So taking care of the trigger is the easiest and the first thing that you can do to break the cycle. Now think about the reward that you get from doing the habit that you want to change or eradicate. 
If I eat a bar of chocolate, I feel really good while I'm eating it and afterward, for a while. Is there anything else that can give me the endorphins? A good exercise, for example. Or going out, talking with friends. There are so many things. Then, one of my favorites. Linking the new habit with something I like. If you want to make a change, make a new habit. Think of a simple way to reward yourself for it. Or make the activity more pleasurable. For example, I like to learn new things and I like to learn new languages. And part of the reason why I do is that I like languages. The other part is I always combine learning with something that I like. That for me could be watching movies, watching TV series, playing video games. And I can get more done in less time than almost everyone else that I know of. And unlike everyone else, I'm having fun doing it. This is so big, I would always have it on the forefront in my mind. Because changing habits doesn't need to be difficult. It really doesn't. What it needs to be is thoughtful. It needs to be thought through. Then, as you think about the things you do on a daily basis and transform them one by one, over time, these things will change your life in a way you wouldn't imagine. So take the time, make a list. Find out what the keepers are and what you want to change. And then be very creative in thinking how you want to change the habits. How to make it most natural for you to do things better. How to make it more enjoyable. And how to be naturally motivated to do your best with the least effort and with appreciation of the new habit as you form it and throughout. You're the sum total of your thoughts. Your thoughts create pictures which lead to your actions. Your actions create habits. Your habits create who you are. Who you are, in turn, determines what you can do. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. If you got some value out of this episode, or you know someone who might benefit from this podcast, tell your friends. For questions, suggestions, or insights, write me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Keep doing your part to create the best possible life for yourself and others, and through what you do, leave the world better than you found it.